0: Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin. Bazza Sashem, BPM number 42. That's by Spanimi Share for Men, Share number 42. We're going to talk today about specifically to husbands, specifically to men, about how to improve their marriage and their life. Now, there is 5%, 7% where people are unfortunately um, in a marriage where there is some form of emotional abuse. Most stereotypically, it's men that inflict it, but very often it could happen that the wives inflict emotional abuse on their husbands. But as a Hagdama to this shiur and the shiurim that I'm going to say, you don't assume that that is the case. If you think that that is the case, if you feel that that's what's happening, you go to a professional, a marriage counselor, an objective outside person, to see if there's a serious issue going beyond the norm pertaining to your marriage that is something that you're suffering from your wife inflicting it on you. Or in the case the other way around, where the wife checks it out and see if indeed that is the case regarding her husband. But we are talking here about 90 plus percent of us, where very often we have, we see in ourselves, if we are honest with ourselves, as well as sometimes with our wives, some negative behaviors and patterns or anger or frustration or other types of things of simply negative midas that we need to work on that is not uh, pathological, that is not a psychological disorder in any way, shape, or form, but very often, and this is an important point to know, that when a husband and wife behave very badly towards each other, when generally they're decent people to other people, but they're very negative towards each other and nasty even and angry and bitter and so on and so forth, it is very often not a pathological thing. It is not that they're um, emotionally abusive or manipulative, but it's because they got caught up in the negative midoist that they need to work on. And we are focusing on that today as well as several of the upcoming shiurim. This is very, very important that a husband needs to realize, if they look really deep into themselves, that yes, their wives may have flaws, but they themselves created very often the mess, the negativity, the downness, and the brokenness that is taking place in their marriage. And it is a wake-up call. It's sometimes very hard to look ourselves in the mirror and to see that we contributed ourselves because of our negative behaviors, without sometimes without even realizing it. Sometimes because in our upbringing, we didn't see the positive parts of it, and we need to really wake ourselves up. So these shiurim that we're going to talk about today and the next several shiurim is very hard work, but it is true work. It is very real. And... If one is honest with themselves and looks at themselves deeply, they recognize it and they go, they're go. they willing to go through this hard work in order to save their marriage, in order to preserve their marriage, and to let their marriage thrive. So if right now it, it, we're talking both in a situation where a marriage is in not good shape now, where your wife is distant from you or angry at you and you feel that your, your marriage is crumbling, and you're in despair or it could be even when it's going pretty well but you know that there's something lacking and needs to be improved on we're talking to both and here comes a commitment where if you work on certain things in your in your marriage in a real serious way and it's not a, there's no shortcut it is hard work here is where you could transform your marriage and make it great great very we we, we have to face that us as husbands we men determine the quality of our marriage. It's not up to our wife necessarily. And not even the two of you together. This is one thing that in a mindset, especially if you know that you are very often responsible for some of those behaviors and attitudes that created this rift in the marriage or this weakening, is to own it up and take your own responsibility. Not look at your wife, but look at yourself and do the best that you can do. And with tfilah, siyatah, and perseverance, you will succeed. The reason why we say it's up to you, because only you can control you. You're the only variable in the equation that gets filled in. You can't change your wife. You can't change your mother-in-law. Or the past. You could only control you. What you think, and what you say, and what you do. This is a basic premise to really all life situations to help cope with that. But it's especially true in marriage. And the key really is, is, and we're going to talk about it, very profound ideas about, of how to win your wife's heart back if she's estranged from you. And you keep it. And then once that happens where you, you really put your work in and your wife feels that, you win, won, won her heart, meaning that she knows that you love her and she feels it and she knows it. Everything else gets easy or at least a lot easier than it is now. And it is up to you to do that, to win and keep your wife's heart. And there's no fixed amount of effort required. There's, there's no way to say that I'll get to that point and then I could quit and relax. And... And it's, you know, and and it's something that is very important to realize. You're going to have different kufas in marriage. There's some times where marriage is mamish, like Ganadin, where it's just working, you're both getting what you want, you're talking about the right things, your physical intimacy is fric- frequent and wonderful, and you're as happy as any man can be. But as we know in life, every marriage, at one point of an, or another, gets lost somewhere along the way. Some get found, you know, afterwards and they hop it and they get back on track and some unfortunately don't and that's what we're trying to do, to make sure that if you're off track to get on track and if you are on track to make sure you don't fall off the tracks. But this stumbling block, this challenge in marriage happens to everyone, whether they admit it or not, whether you see their public eye something different. It's very often you could become frustrated, you could become bored, Or you become seduced by the outside, other relationships that is in your brain that you could do. Or you get angry, or you get lazy, or you get exhausted, or sometimes you just simply want to check out. You'd rather be alone than be in this mess. And this is a very important thing to understand. We're not condoning those emotions, but we can't ignore them and we can't bash them. We have to deal with them and realize what we need to do in order to... Change that. If, if you feel you lost it, you have to figure out who you are. Where is your marriage right now? If it's working, you'll know. And your question, will is, okay, if it's working, how do I keep it going? How do I get it better? If it's not going well, you don't have to think very long. You're, so you're frustrated. You may not know what to do next, but you know there's something off. So based on the research that I looked at and they do, we are going to talk about various steps that you can do To save your marriage if it's in trouble, to make it great if it's good, and to make it better if it's just okay. A lot of it, again, is tefillah. You don't give up on tefillah. And then there's efforts and then perseverance, sticking to it. It's very, very important to do that. Remember this. It's not that you have marriage problems. It's that you have personal problems within you. What happens is, is these personal problems that you have within you get revealed very often in marriage because you're living with someone 24-7 who is challenging you, who thinks differently and acts differently and feels differently from you. And therefore, these challenges crop up. So whatever is within you, those issues come out in the open. But really, it's not a marriage problem. It's a you problem. It's an I problem. It's we as husbands, we have this problem. We need to recognize with humility, with a certain anava, and with a conviction in our heart, that we need to work on ourselves. We are doing certain things that are incorrect, that Hashem wants us to correct, that will help us in life overall, and ultimately in marriage. We have to learn how to forgive. We have to learn very often how to forget. We have to learn how to move on. We have to learn how to overlook things, and so on and so forth. I'm going to tell you something about uh, um, relating a husband of what he talked about, what happened, how he transformed this himself and his marriage after 12 years of marriage. When he married her, um, they were very different. They were infatuated, basically. They fell in love, and they got married. And they differed in everything. She was a pessimist. He was the optimist. She was fearful. He was, like, fearless. He was an extrovert. She was an introvert. He wanted a party. She wanted just to be with him. He had ADD, and she did one thing at a time. She cared what people thought, and he couldn't care less how people thought. She enjoyed beauty, wanted to smell the roses in the garden, appreciate things. He was always in a hurry and didn't notice anything. She was a perfectionist, and he just went to get by. She loved houses and decorated. He couldn't care less about it, and on and on. Extremely different. And when they were married, yes, there was a sexual outlet, so that helped. But because the wife grew up in a home that sex was a dirty word in her house, she was reluctant about it, you know, and therefore he wanted it all the time. She agreed, but very often there was less intimacy because she wanted that closeness emotionally, which he wasn't providing, and it created resentment. To the outside world, it looked that they were doing wonderfully. They make all the transitions that they made. They're a happy couple. They had two little kids, two kids, happy kids. They went to their um, religious, wherever their religion was. They took trips. They worked. They worked together on things, but their relationship was worsening. He wanted the physical intimacy. She wanted an emotional intimacy that he felt he didn't have time for, and basically, they were they were they were really clashing. He made up in his mind, in his brain, I married the wrong woman, women, I, I married the wrong person. The differences were too great. She wouldn't even try to change and, and, and so on and so forth. What happened over here? So he explained what happened was, is he made a decision to, to take a job that's far away from the home, from her hometown, to move away from her, where her mother and sisters are. And he did it without even consulting her. This is what we're doing. We're moving away. And on a particular night, she looked at him and said, you know, we have different aspirations. And she was leaving him. And she said, get to know your kids. And she just walked out the door. And that was a tremendous wake-up call for him. He got clarity for the first time. He realized now that he took her completely for granted. He assigned zero value to what she meant to him or what she did for him or for the children or for the home. You know, there's a saying, saying absence makes the, the grow, uh, heart grow fonder, and that's what happened. And then over the next week, he realized what he had. He looked himself in the mirror and realized he just saw an angry, in that case he was 33 years old, drinking to hide his anger. He was married to a beautiful woman who simply wanted a home and a family. And, and he decided in his heart that if he could do things over, change himself, give himself a second chance, he could be happy, and he could make her happy. But the problem was, is because he had already 12 years in this marriage of worshipping his career and corporate moves and being selfish, being insensitive, he already drove his wife away. He created an environment of criticism. He created an environment of rejection, a place where she would never measure up. He, he subtly threatened over the years, he realized, to abandon her, he became. He was restless. He was unhappy, and and but now he felt that he could be content where he was with his wife. But she was gone now. So before she had left, she left the house. He was with his kids. He was a good father, but now he really, really put his heart into his children. It changed him somewhat. It transformed him so somewhat. The loneliness of her leaving. She started to think about he started to think about all the good instead of all the bad. He thought now of all the things she actually did do and started to forget about the things she tried. he tried to convince himself that she was not doing. And he knew he had it in his ability in his heart to stop criticizing her. And he was already now ready to accept her as she was and stop trying to change her. And what happened in this particular situation is that the wife did come back, but he said, I'm only staying for a day. And let's see what happens. And he started to act more kindly, say more words. And she, it was hard for her in the beginning. She says, you know, you're saying words that I haven't heard before. And there's a sincerity here that's unfamiliar. The sound of the voice tells me it's still you. So she decided I'll stay for another day and another day. And it's 31 years later. And they're on this day-to-day thing, meaning they've been married for many, many years now, over 44 years, but it took a day-to-day radical change in him to win her heart one day at a time. And he looked at it, okay, she came back that day, I won her for that day, and let's work now on the next day, full force, 100%, and then on the next day. And slowly, slowly, she warmed up to him, and it got better and better. So here is something that you all need to know and learn. If you want to save your marriage, you want to create this loving marriage. You have to really, when in the beginning, very often, not with all of you, but many of you, there was chemistry, there was infatuation, the hormones, and so on and so forth. But when it is not like that, when that is removed, and you feel that whatever you feel, there's a time to hit the reset button, and to re Think things, and to really, really make it your business to truly, truly change, and that transforms any everything, and that could heal. So the next few BPM shiurim that we're going to be giving are extremely, extremely important. It's something that one needs to really. Um, it's not a matter, you know. These, these shiurim in general are are, are types of shiurim. Uh, people told me that that for whatever reason, and again, I'm I'm just a malakit, like I say many times, that they confided in me, or their wives confided in me about their husbands and vice versa, that the shiurim helped them where therapy didn't. And the logic behind it is not because therapy is no good. It's very important when therapy is needed to go to therapy. But what was is, is sometimes a husband or a wife feels threatened by the therapy, because they're told things that they don't like, that they need to change, and they don't like it, and they rebel against it. Over here, it's a little different. The truth is, is a lot of things that I'm going to be saying here and in the next Fushiorim, you're also not going to like, and it's going to be hard to accept, and it's going to be necessary to find the willpower within you to change. But because this is a recording, you can simply shut it off, just choose to listen or not to listen. That's your choice. So you, you, you that is why sometimes this is effective where okay no one is i, I don't know any many of you uh, almost all of you i don't know you personally i don't know who you are i don't know anything about your life so it's not me telling you specifically you got to fix this you got to fix this because who am i i know nothing of you but very often because i am saying these general concepts that are that are truth and and the person from the other side listens to it and it's not their therapist telling them or the rough telling them or their wife telling them, but it's just ideas that they're incorporating in them. It creates that shift to realize hey, I need to change, I need to work on myself. That is why, for all of you, it's really a plea. Take the premise right now. If you really feel that your wife is emotionally abusive or or you know and and very um, you know inherently. There's an issue there. You talk to a professional about it. Don't assume it on your own that she is that way. Talk to a professional that way to determine it. If indeed she has an abusive nature, let the therapist or the marriage counselor determine that through couple therapy, through interviewing both of you to acknowledge that fact. But don't make that assumption. Your assumption is, is that, Bad, me, and generally create these rifts in marriages. And when we work on it in ourselves, the first step is to look ourselves in the mirror. And for all of you that have courage to do that, you will see tremendous transformation. It is not easy work, but it is worthwhile work. And it is clear if you keep to these ideas and these tasks that we're going to talk about day in and day out, as hard as they may be, And it'll take time. It'll take time before your wife warms up to you. It'll take a time before you may see results. But you don't give up and you say, yeah, mashie, yeah, results or no results. This is what I'm doing day in and day out and I'm working hard towards it. Ultimately, it will help. Ultimately, you will see it. And you will change for the better. It's not about just when you change yourself, you're changing your life and then you're changing your marriage. Like we said earlier, very often what you have here is not a marriage problem. It's a you problem. It's a problem within us, within ourselves, that we have to work on certain midoists and work on ourselves very hard in order to become better human beings. And ultimately, we become better husbands as a result. And if we keep at this, and if we strive for this, we will be matzliach. Bracha and atzlacha.